Welcome to the Balanced Approach podcast. I'm Amy and together we'll be talking through tips, topics and strategies around nutrition, exercise and our overall well-being so we can all have a healthier, more balanced approach to our lifestyles. Hello, hello. I um, want to firstly apologise for getting this episode out. I've been very busy moving out of London um, to a completely another county. And yeah, I've had to move twice in the last few weeks, but I'm back up and running. Um, I am just mindful, though, that I've had to re-put my microphone back together. And I'm pretty sure that it might be um, just a little bit clicky in places. So I apologise now if the audio isn't brilliant, but I will try and work it out. Um, But yeah, hope you're all well. I'm excited to be back and recording again. So here is an episode that I think you will find really helpful. So if you follow my Instagram account and if you are following this podcast, the chances are that you probably are looking for a healthier, more balanced approach to your like uh, fitness, to your nutrition, and maybe you've even got goals to lose weight. Now, one of the first things that most people do when they want to lose weight is that they start by counting their calories and like cutting down on the foods that they're eating. And this is definitely something that I did when I started out about eight years ago now, almost nine years ago, when I started on my own sort of weight loss journey, as it were, um, I immediately thought that I had to reduce the amount of foods that I was eating, and I had to cut things out like carbs, um, and I had to reduce the amount of calories that I was having. Now, before we dive into whether or not we should be counting our calories, or if it is something that is effective as a tool to lose weight, let's just quickly talk about what a calorie actually is and why this matters for fat loss. So as human beings, our primary source of energy are calories. So in physics, the first law of thermodynamics is the law of conservation of energy. So this states that energy can be converted between different forms, but it can't be uh, created or destroyed. So in other words, every single bite of food that we eat has to go somewhere. And the energy from the food that we eat is either used through energy expenditure or stored as a nutrient or converted and stored in our body tissue. So most people that are looking to lose weight would have heard the phrase like eat less, move more, or you would have heard coaches and other health and fitness professionals say things like you have to be in a calorie deficit to be able to lose fat. So when it comes to weight change, it all comes down to energy balance. So when we eat enough food that equals the same amount of energy that we expend through our metabolism, through our physical activity, digestion of food and like loss through the toilet then our body weight will remain the same. But when we eat less food and we expend more energy, then we will be in a deficit and we will lose weight. And the same is in reverse. So if we eat more food than we are expending, then we will be in a surplus and we will gain weight. So the way that we can tweak our energy balance if we are looking to lose weight is we could do it through three different ways, basically. So the first way could be that you do it through your nutrition. So you reduce the amount of foods that you're eating, effectively the calories in total that you have uh, day to day, week on week to be able to create a deficit so that you are able to lose um, fat. Now, the second way you could do this is to keep your diet the same and increase your physical activity level so that you're suddenly increasing the energy that you're expending. Or the third way and the way that I would personally recommend my clients to do is a combination of the both. So you're not too much in a deficit, but you're also moving more. Now, the reason I would recommend the combination of the two is because 
physical activity alone has so many benefits. It can really help support your mental health in a positive way. It can really help increase your cardiovascular fitness. It can also really support your day-to-day living, just being able to be more flexible, being more mobile and increasing your strength. So a lot of people don't have like a huge amount of time. So the last thing they want to do is be increasing the amount of time that they need to spend at the gym or going for a run or whatever form of exercise they do. So a lot of people instead look at their diet and they will resort to counting their calories and reducing the amount of foods they eat to be able to create a calorie deficit. Now, this usually means that they are already focused on everything that they need to cut out and cut down on and restrict. And usually, unfortunately, that also means a lot of people will turn to cutting out carbohydrates, things like breads, potatoes, pasta, they remove them from their diet, and then instead increase the amount of protein that they're eating. And you'll hear this so much from coaches online, especially on social media, that they say, eat more protein, walk a little bit more and lift some weights and you'll get to your dream body. But it is so much more than that. We need carbohydrates to be able to function. It is a really great source of energy. And to be really honest, who wants to not be able to have those foods, you know, for the rest of your life? The problem that people have when they go on some sort of diet or they change up their nutrition, they have it in their head that they are only going to do it for a few weeks, few months until they reach their dream body weight. And then they'll just go back to whatever they need or they think that they'll just reintroduce those foods and they'll be absolutely fine but the reason it never works is because it's not sustainable when we're told that we can't have something or we tell ourselves that we can't have something it just promotes this fear of missing out every social event that you go to and Christmas that's coming up like are you really not gonna say yes to a single piece of chocolate in the office or Christmas cake when it comes around or roast potatoes for your dinner And unfortunately, when we do have really strict calorie counting, it can actually cause disordered eating. It can create fear around having carbohydrates or having what we would have deemed previously as a normal meal with meat, potatoes, veg, that kind of thing. And don't forget, food should be enjoyed. It is normally quite central to a lot of family events, um, get togethers with friends and even at work nowadays. So if you're on a really strict calorie counting diet, I want to ask you, where did you find out, A, how much you were meant to be eating? Did you Google it? Did you get a recommendation from a health and fitness coach or professional? Or are you just kind of guesstimating because you've got maybe a Fitbit or an Apple Watch and it's telling you how many that your calories that you're burning every day? Secondly, I would ask you, how are you tracking your calories? Are you using my fitness pal are you using fitbit for example i know that you can track your food intake through an app that's already synced up to your watch now the thing to be wary of when we do this when we have all these apps that are integrated and they're syncing up they're amazing for getting data if that's your kind of thing and you love it and it motivates you to be healthier day to day then that's great However, it's important to know that a lot of the time these apps will then increase your calorie intake for the rest of the day, the more that you move. So the more you walk about or if you go to the gym, and you do a session, it will suddenly increase the amount of calories again that you need to use. So should we actually be counting our calories? If for you it works and like I said, it keeps you motivated and it makes you feel like you're on track and a bit more in control with your eating, then yes, as a temporary tool. 
If, however, you are feeling super stressed, you feel like you're failing every time that you're not meeting your goal or you're exceeding it because somebody gave you a cupcake at the office or because you forgot to track that extra piece of toast that you had this morning because you were super hungry, then it is just not realistic. So as a sustainable weight loss and nutrition coach for women, I recommend to my clients that they instead flip it around and focus on everything that they can add in and how can they enrich their diet So looking at getting a wider range of nutrient dense foods and a really easy way to do this is simply looking at the snacks that you have and just starting small. What snacks do you eat that you can maybe substitute? So, for example, if you always grab like a high sugar strawberry yogurt as a snack during the week, look at grabbing a full fat Greek yogurt and adding in some fresh fruit and maybe like a drizzle of honey or it could be some sort of nuts or granola that you add into it to make you feel really full, really satiated, getting an extra hit of nutrients and just keeping you feeling a lot fuller than if you had a higher calorie snack, which just doesn't really do anything for you and will just make you feel hungry in like five minutes after finishing it. And I'm not saying that you have to never, ever have that high sugary flavoured strawberry yogurt again. I just would recommend that you just do it two or three times a week out of the five days, for example. Just see how you go, see how you feel and just check in with yourself and see if you are feeling less bloated, if you're feeling a bit fuller. And if you're just feeling generally a lot better, just by making a couple little tweaks here and there that are just going to make you feel a bit more like you're staying on track and you are supporting your overall goal. Now, this is something that I do with my sustainable weight loss one-to-one coaching program because I totally get it when you start a new um, workout and diet plan and you basically are probably scared of letting go of calorie counting. Nobody likes to feel out of control with their weight. And it's horrible when you step on the scales and you're just put in so much effort over the last few weeks and you're just unsure as to why it might be the same or why it's going up. And it's no different for the people that I work with, which is why I offer a number of different ways so that it suits the individual basically to still be in a calorie deficit, but find a bit more freedom with their food, a bit more flexibility. So they're not feeling like they have to track all their macros or every single calorie that they eat because it's just not realistic. It's not sustainable. And the last thing I would want for you is to finish the 12 weeks up and then not really know how to go forward after the program has ended without having to resort back to strictly calorie counting again. So if that's you, if you get really, really stressed around calorie counting, but you don't know how to move forward from here, there are a couple of things that I would recommend that you could do that I recommend to my own clients. So if you still don't want to let go entirely, then you can loosely track your calories and your macros, and it still just takes off that pressure of having to eat perfectly every week. Now, this might seem a bit overwhelming initially, but the idea is that you will eventually not feel the same pressure, you won't feel the same stress around your food and around eating, and then it will eventually enable you to say yes to things like eating out and having that piece of cake in the office. So with this method of lightly tracking, you could just track for a couple of days a week and focus more on your portion sizes, tapping into kind of how you feel Are you feeling full? Do you feel stuffed? Do you feel like your tummy's rumbling and you could eat more? And it's just around tweaking it and feeling what works for you. Now, the other method that I would recommend to my clients is more intuitive eating. So for this method, your approach to eating will be based not on tracking, but more on how you feel overall and aiming instead for like more guidelines around your eating. So this could look like having a target to have three healthy meals a day or maybe a couple of snacks a day. 
and just really focusing on building a balanced plate at every single meal. Now, a thing that really helped me and still helps me to this day is just measuring the odd portion of things. So stuff like rice or pasta. Sometimes if you just free pour that into a pan, um, you might end up with about two or three adult portions. So sometimes it can be really helpful to just quickly measure out dry food before you cook it. And it just helps you kind of understand a little bit more about what works for you. So understanding when you feel satisfied is actually really helpful as well, because a lot of the time, we will sit in front of the TV or in front of our phones and we inhale our food. We're just eating so fast that we forget to kind of check in and feel, you know, how full are we? Are we going to stop when we feel satisfied rather than stuffed? And there is a big difference there. One of the things I would encourage you to do is really try and be a bit more mindful with your eating. So I hope these tips are really helpful. And if you are in a calorie deficit or if you do feel like you should be counting your calories or you actually want to try something different and let go and feel a bit more free with your food, then try out these tips and let me know how you get on. If you also want to know how varied your diet is or where you could be making tweaks, I'm actually offering a free nutrition audit for two people. So if you head over to Instagram and follow me, if you're not already, my handle is at amy.lee.jackson. I will drop a link in the show notes then I will be selecting two people to do a free nutrition audit and I will be sharing how I am analysing this audit on my page so that you can also see where you might be able to make tweaks for yourself. Thank you so much for listening. Please do screenshot this or share this episode on Instagram stories and tag me in so I can see who's listening and I will catch you in the next episode.